Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday. I, if I sound a little bit discombobulated, it's too complicated to get into. Uh, let's just say that we're, um, we're talking about climate change. We're talking about vapour trails. Oh, this is solid ground we're on this morning. And man... Man, we're up in arms about petrol prices. Who is to blame here? The comments from the Prime Minister, comments from the oil companies, and the price that you pay at the uh, at the pump when you go fill up. I have, an, I have another question, actually, and it's one I've been meaning to ask for a few days and it, it kept slipping my mind, but this morning I'm not going to forget it, so I'll get it out of the way right from the get-go. Tell me this. I'm listening to ads on uh, this radio station at the moment, talking uh, with a couple of women talking, and... Um, this is the most extreme case. And one of them apparently is saving 60 cents a litre on a petrol price. 60 cents a litre. Others are uh, saving 6 cents, 10 cents, 20 cents, depending on whether you go shopping with, um, with $100, $200, whether you've got an AA card, whether you've got a gold card. Whether, I think someone's still giving away um, petrol prices with um, a gold card. I don't know who it is, though. Uh, and and various other examples. How does that work? Seriously, how does that work? How do you save up to sixty cents a litre? And if you can, what's all this bitching about? Or if you want to look at it another way, how can you save sixty cents a litre and um, and argue that you shouldn't be you shouldn't have controlled prices? Now I am not in favour of um, price control at all except in the case of an emergency. This is not an emergency. This is a manufactured crisis. I feel like we've got enough crises on our hands without making up any more. Don't need more crises than uh, what just the naturally occurring ones. Who's to blame? Are they? Are they? Dave Bodge? Are you and other petrol retailers fleecing us? Oh, well, I've got a degree in agricultural economics, so I guess I know something about sheep. But um, no, we're not. I don't, well, Gull isn't anyway, and we're at the, always at the lower end of prices uh, where we operate. Well, I mean, I guess this is an argument almost bereft of evidence. So what evidence have you got that you're not fleecing us? Well, I'd point to the fact that our average price at the moment is 19 cents a litre lower than the uh, average price we understand our competitors are charging in uh, the South Island and Wellington. What are your margins? Uh, varies site by site and varies day to day and varies cargo by cargo uh, but uh, yeah those are confidential to us but we'll be uh, when the powers are there sharing those with the Commerce Commission well, How much are you returning to your owners Caltex Australia annually? Uh, I'm not prepared to comment on that at this point in time but we uh, you, the uh, there are public documents about how much we were sold for and uh, that relates to our profit so I'm guessing that um, if Co- the Commerce Commission asks for this information, you'll be you're happily handed over. Well, the Commerce Commission, ha- in conducting the inquiry, will be even-handed rather than a voluntary uh, inquiry that was uh, looked at by the government in the past. And okay. yeah, we're very happy to be uh, cooperating with them. Uh, Dave, were you surprised by the Prime Minister saying that uh, she would like that, that one of her solutions to dealing with the problem with petrol prices is getting you gull into the South Island and Wellington? 
Uh, no, not at all. Uh, we've made uh, representations on terminal access for some time and uh, spoke to the Commerce Commission about this at length uh, when two of our competitors merged about three years ago. So that's uh, Heather Duplessis Allen there uh, standing in for Larry Williams last night. Um, of course, she's obsessed with Wellington. I don't know why. Might have something to do with the fact that she lives there. That might that might have some, something to do with that. Anyway, I think uh, Tim thinks Jacinda is being unfair on the petrol companies. Is that what he's doing with this? This is quite clever. It's either a slightly lazy effort by the press office or it's just plain nasty. Anti-competitive behaviour is a very big call. But the PM went on and this is the bit I think needs a little further scrutiny to undertake market studies and will compel companies to produce information to the Commerce Commission. Say what? Compel companies to produce information. Compel companies. Yeah, I thought that's what she said. Now, if you're shopping around this morning for somewhere you can actually afford to fill up, you might think this all sounds like a good thing. Ardern promised that she will nominate the fuel industry for the first probe under this new legislation. Our heroine on her white charger. My backside. This is not about petrol prices. We all know this. This is about state intervention in commerce. The petrol companies, well, you know, they'll get it first. And then it's open slather. It'll be the supermarkets after that. Then it'll be the power companies. It'll be the phone people. It'll be those fish and chip shops. Everyone knows they're creaming it. And what about those thieves at the corner dairies? Open your books. How much you making? Compel, 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 compel. And when they're done with opening the books of every business in the country, where do they go after that? Every home, I suspect, in the country. Open up. Where's your money going? Compel, 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 compel. That's the truth of this. Uh, crikey. He could get a job as a technical director with those kinds of editing skills. Um, let's uh, move on now to the, the, the... There's a climate change report coming out. We're not doing enough, or some people aren't, and we need to do more. You know, it's always that. Uh, here's what the BBC is asking. They're, they're five questions. Thank you, Andrew. The BBC yesterday, in trying to simplify this IPCC report about, you know, the dramatic change, asked five questions to people on the street. They call this a Vox Pop thing. Uh, now, remember, this is in the Northern Hemisphere, where they have an awful lot more carbon-belching, electricity-generating uh, things than we do. Uh, but they ask five questions, and these questions are, would you cut out beef? So you see, the cows are getting the big blame out of all the animals in the world. The cows are getting it because they burp and fart methane, and they take up an awful lot of water to produce a steak or a glass of milk. So the cows are getting it. So this is one of the five questions the BBC asked. Would you cut out beef? Number two, would you move to a smaller home? Number three, could you tolerate not driving small distances? Number four, would you cut down on heating? Number five, are you prepared to share your car? I don't mind sharing my car as long as I, I'm, I don't have to be in it at the time. Other people can drive it, as long as they're careful with it and they don't leave rubbish in it. That's the, that's the hard thing. Uh, is that what they mean? I don't know about the cut, cutting down on heating. I hate being cold. Uh, let's finish up with a bit of Vapor Trail talk. Haven't had any of that for ages. Here's something, and I... 
I'm actually mindful of, no, I'm weary to say this because I don't want to start talking about vapour trails, but I do want to talk about vapour trails. But I don't want to talk about chemtrails. There we go. When I was at school, when I was young, never needed anyone. When I was at school, we would often gaze at the sky and see vapour trails. However, I don't see them so often now. Is that because planes have changed or they don't exist anymore? Although recently, on the last two nights, I've seen long streams right through the sky that look like they're vapor trails that have gone to fat. You know, they've expanded a bit given time. And I wonder if that's that plane that goes from Australia to South America over Stewart Island. Is that what I'm looking at? Because in South, we don't get many planes going overhead. And I wonder if I'm just noticing that route because the planes have changed or, or the, the vapor trails because the planes have changed the route. But is it true there aren't as many vapor trails as there used to be? Because I presume, or, or, or was it in the 70s they were just unique? Could someone explain vapor trails to me? I know that's not going to be the topic for tonight, but I've just actually thought of that. And um, I've been puzzled about that for a long, long time. So if anyone knows that, I've never listened to a podcast on that. I'd like to. Can anyone explain vapor trails to me? Why don't we see them as often? And I don't want to talk about chemtrails. I want to talk about vapor trails. Because um, you don't see them so often in the sky now. And I presume they're only there from jet aircraft, am I right? I've never really spoken about this aloud before. But I presume you get jet engines and they cause moisture, and that's almost like seeding a cloud that you see in the sky. I thought vapour trails were chemtrails. I thought that was the whole conspiracy. We're being sprayed with stuff from high altitude. Isn't that what... Need to pay more attention to the conspiracy theorists. I need to listen to more talkback. I am Glenn ZB. Could I possibly listen to more talkback? Uh, that has been News Talk ZB for Wednesday. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for more.